what is up everybody of course i am back for another podcast you guys know what that means i know what that means it's time to talk about some sports so without further ado let's get right into it and if you guys have not already go check out my previous podcast where i just talk about sports basketball football that's pretty much all i talk about i talk about some boxing in there here and there you know tyrone woodley jake paul uh mayweather and logan paul there hasn't been a lot of good boxing I don't watch the UFC like that. When I do watch it, I do post it on my Instagram. So if you want to go check out my thoughts on that, follow my Instagram. It's the same name as my podcast name, Through My Eyes, with two S's at the end. That's T-H-R-O-U-G-H-M-Y-E-Y-E-S-S. It's Through My Eyes, with two S's at the end. And I am Nick, your host for this podcast like I've said so many times and like I've probably said in this podcast, if you are new to this channel, this is where I talk about all things sports, mostly basketball and football. And also there is no censorship. Like I, I cuss, I'm myself and all of that. I'm authentic. This is an authentic sports podcast. So with all that out of the way, let's get right into it. And what I'm going to be talking about right now our NBA standings, NBA stat leaders, and my opinions on that. So, first off, the Miami Heat sitting at the fourth spot in the Eastern Conference, 21 and 13, 61 win percentage. I know, I should have started off with the first seed, Brooklyn Nets. Let me tell you why I'm starting off with the fourth seed, Miami Heat. Because they did start off slow this season, but they've picked it up. And they're going to most likely be going far in the playoffs this year. Last year, they got beat up, beat out by the Bucks in the first round. And the year before, they beat the Bucks in the first round to get to the finals against the Lakers, which they lost. But this year, I do believe they're going to go far like they did uh, two years ago when they faced the Lakers in the bubble. Tyler Hero is one year better, more muscle, more NBA experience. Same with Bam Adebayo. Kyle Lowry's playing ba- great basketball, even though he's been out for a while. Caleb Martin has just shined uh, out of his role. P.J. Tucker is P.J. Tucker. just plays his role to a tit. Like, bro, does everything he has to do. And then you guys like Udonis Hassam, who are, who's, he's 40 years old. But balls out and hustles like he's 25 and like he's trying to get signed to an NBA team. And that's why the, that's why I'm talking about the Miami Heat. Because they have some real rough riders and, and players that you do not want to mess with on a basketball court. 1 through 14. They have a legit squad. They're 11 and 4 at home, 10 and 9 away. They're on a three-game winning streak right now. Their last 10, they're 7 and 3. Do not sleep on the Miami Heat. Do not sleep on the Miami Heat. Uh, so now let's start off with the first seat, Brooklyn Nets. Like I said in my previous podcast that I literally just made about 10 minutes ago, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and LaMarcus Aldridge are all back. They are cleared. They have been cleared from the NBA's health and safety protocols and are now back playing for the Brooklyn Nets. And in their absence, James Harden has been balling out. Same with Patty Mills. Patty Mills and James Harden both cooked the Lakers on Christmas Day. 
completely spoiled the show for any Laker fan. And me as a Laker fan, I was pretty damn upset of the out of the outcome of that game. Lakers played like Bunholio. Lakers have I'll get to the Lakers. Let me just talk about the Brooklyn Nets right now because I am talking about the Nets. Let me not get sidetracked. Like I said, James Harden has been balling out uh, with Patty Mills. Blake Griffin has been playing solid basketball. But now with LaMarcus, KD, and Kyrie coming back. And guys, remember, this is Kyrie's first game coming back. He was just cleared a couple weeks ago to play road games for the Brooklyn Nets. And then right after that, he entered the league's health and safety protocols. So I'm just happy to see Kyrie Irving back in a basketball uniform on the NBA court. Because this dude is so damn fun to watch. I don't care about any of that other nonsense. I understand in the past, he has been reluctant to play basketball. He is somewhat of a troublesome guy in the locker room. He's not the easiest guy to get along with. At least that's what the media has represented. Because I'm not going to sit here and say, yo, Kyrie is this crazy bad guy. Because I don't know him personally. So I'm not going to sit here and judge a man that I don't know. But from what the media portrays is, he doesn't, he's focused on him and his skill. And... Personally, I just want to see Bro on the basketball court hooping. I'm not a Nets fan, but I just love watching good basketball. And the Nets play really good basketball and fun basketball. Steve Nash, they were hating on Steve Nash uh, last year. I think they're like, oh, Steve Nash, like, who gives him the credentials just to become a... Like, nah, bro, bro is coaching pretty damn well. Just with Harden, they're sitting at 23-9. and nine. Obviously, they have Patty Mills, Blake Griffin, but these guys are not going off every single game. They're having... Uh, solid games that go that complements James Harden going off every single game. So with KD and Kyrie coming back, the Brooklyn Nets are going to be for sure scary. Next up, the team I'm going to be talking about is the Chicago Bulls. And the Chicago Bulls, as we all know, all NBA fans know, they started off the season pretty damn hot. Right now they're sitting at 21 and 10. They just got Zach Levine back. And f- they were winning games. Without DeRozan, Derrick Jones Jr., Ayo DeSonio, I'm probably butchering, DeSonio, Javante Green, Zach Levine. They're playing games without all these fools, and now they're back. And Patrick Williams is still, oh, Patrick Williams is back for them as well. So... The Bulls are a legit squad. Billy Donovan is a great coach. He's a potential coach of the year candidate. Alex Caruso is averaging over two steals a game. <laughs> Coming off the bench. So this team is no joke. Yeah, he's averaging two steals per game, about .6 blocks. This Bulls team is no joke. Lonzo Ball is the perfect four general for them. He's averaging 13-5-5. Five, DeMar DeRozan has been bawling out all year. For anyone that said DeMar DeRozan might not be a, a fit, a good fit for the Bulls was completely wrong. And it's kind of funny seeing him balling out, balling out like this on the Bulls because it just goes to show that Greg Popovich is a great coach, but he really does limit his players from being their true selves. It's a lot of system play, not a lot of ISO uh, I'm going to just run it off in the last shot uh, and let the shot clock go off. I'm going to ISO it. That does not happen a lot uh, in on the San Antonio Spurs. It's a lot of ball movement. And 
DeRozan just did not thrive in that. He was not the primary, primarily, primary ball handler. He was not the primary closer. And he is now on the Bulls. And it's working out great for him. He's averaging 27 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, shooting over 40% from field goal range. And he's hitting threes this year. So I don't know what was going on while he was on the Spurs. Because the Spurs are a great organization. Pop is a great coach. But it's just a system squad that you cannot differentiate yourself from it at all. It's really sad. But I'm happy that it's not sad, but it's kind of upsetting. Because it kind of seems like DeRozan's career is being a little wasted out in San Antonio. Uh, the next team I'm going to talk about uh, are the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're 20-13. and 13. They have one of the Rookie of the Year candidates, Evan Mobley, who's been balling out all year. Jared Allen should be an all-star. He's averaging 16 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists with 0. 0.9, 0. 0.9 steals. Pretty much a steal and 1.4 blocks to go along with it. They also have Taco Fall, who's averaging one points, two rebounds. That's not really saying anything. Kevin Love is playing solid basketball. Lori Markin is playing solid basketball. They have a lot of players that are averaging over double digits in points. Isaac Okoro, very solid young player. He's averaging nine points per game. Colin Sexton did get injured earlier in the year and I don't think he's coming back but they're still playing very inspiring great basketball like I said Evan Mobley is a freak of nature he's averaging 13 points eight rebounds 2.5 assists all during his rookie campaign and he's averaging a, a steal and 1.8 blocks go along with it if you would just watch this dude on the basketball court it's it's really entertaining basketball. He's like a gazelle out there. Like the way he glides down the court, steals the ball and blocks it, like brings it down and takes it in. This dude is really fun to watch. Also, Darius Garland is a very good point guard, great in the pick and roll. They have Ricky Rubio off the bench who leads that unit uh, to win sometimes. So the Cleveland Cavaliers are a legit team and could potentially win a first-round series. I'm, I would not be that surprised if the Cleveland Cavaliers win a first-round series. Now to move on to the Western Conference. First off, Golden State Warriors sitting at 27-6. First seed in the Western Conference. 81% win percentage. 15-3 in their conference. 16-2 at home. 11-4 on the road. 8-2 in their last 10. They're on a three-game winning streak. What else can I say about the Golden State Warriors? Draymond Green is an all-star again. He's the Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Stephen Curry is an MVP candidate. Jordan Poole is pretty much a mini Steph Curry slash Klay Thompson. Damian Lee is very efficient. Gary Payton uh, Jr. plays great defense and can leap leap out the gym. This team is fun to watch. They play great defense. It reminds This team reminds me of the 2015-2016 Warriors that had such a strong offensive squad that it overshadowed how great their defense is because they have a, a lot of great defenders on this, not great, but a lot of solid defenders on this squad led by Draymond Green and Andre Godala, who their communication on defense is unmatched. They're, they're bringing up players like Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody, also Gary Payton, Jordan Poole, who are going to become great players thanks to Andre Godala, Draymond Green, who are going to, really polish them on defense 
Steph Curry can do his best to help them in shooting, but defense is something that can be taught and polished for sure if you have the length and strength. And Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody have that for sure. So the Warriors are going to be set for a long time. If you're a Warriors fan, God bless you for real. Uh, next up, Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns are just playing great basketball. Chris Paul, you know, what else can you say about him? He's over 35 years old, uh, under under six under six three, playing out of his mind, playing some of the best basketball he has in his career. The Phoenix Suns are coming for revenge. They might end up in the NBA Finals again. I don't want to talk. The Utah Jazz, 24-9, the third seed. See, they're solid. They're, they're a solid team, but just not... <laughs> I don't know. I just don't think they're going to do anything this year or ever. The Utah Jazz just have like a boring squad curse on them. Like LeBron said, who picks the Jazz in 2K and who picks the Jazz to win anything? They do have Rudy Gobert, who is one of the best defensive players in the league, and Donovan Mitchell, who is a rising star and a superstar, but he is a rising star as well. So they have a future. They have potential, but I just don't, I don't know. I just, just something that like hovers over Utah that just like stops them from winning and then the fourth seed the Memphis Grizzlies who are 21 and 14 and they've won a lot of games without John Morant and that's surprising Jaron Jackson has been playing great basketball Dylan Brooks has been playing great basketball so Memphis fans stand up Memphis 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 Grizzlies hustles for sure those boys are legit and now to talk about the Lakers. Yes, I know the Lakers aren't a good team. They are the ninth seed in the Western Conference, standing at 16 and 18 with under a 500 win percentage. Uh, their last, they're in a five game losing streak. Uh, their last 10, they're four and six. They're six and eight on the road. They're 10 and 10 at home, eight and 12 in the conference. Lakers are absolutely terrible. LeBron James is the only good player on the squad right now. I don't know what. What has happened going on with Russell Westbrook? For some reason, at the beginning of every season, he tends to not play that well. And then the second half, he just picks it up and goes off. And I hope that's the case this time because I'm a really big Russell Westbrook fan. I was ecstatic when he got traded to the Lakers. I know the fit wasn't there, but I just love Russell Westbrook as a player so much. His tenacity, his heart, and his love for the game. I just wanted to see him in a Lakers jersey. But every game, it's... It's just, it doesn't fit. He can't shoot threes, and that's what LeBron needs. LeBron needs shooters and fools that can protect the paint around him and grab boards. So he doesn't have to exert himself grabbing rebounds and exert himself uh, blocking and playing defense in the paint. So I really hope that the Lakers figure it out. I don't know what's going on with Anthony Davis. He is out right now for, I believe, like a month or two with the strained MCL. But before that, he was not playing good basketball. At least not to the, not to the T that we're seeing him play at. We're seeing we're used to seeing Anthony Davis play like one of the top five players in the world, but he just wasn't. He didn't look aggressive out there. He didn't look like he had heart. So I just really hope that the Lakers get it together because as a Lakers fan, I don't want to see us get out on the first round again or not make the playoffs because that would just be so damn depressing. 
And last but not least, the Dallas Mavericks sitting at 16 and 17. Luka Doncic has been in and out of the lineup due to uh, COVID-19 and health and safety protocols. And Jason Kidd is is the perfect savior for this Dallas Mavericks squad because he revitalized Christoph Porzingis' career. Jalen Brunson is one of the best backup point guards in the league, thanks to Jason Kidd. And get and to get back to Porzingis, Porzingis is finally playing aggressive. He's finally getting touches. For some reason, with Rick Carlisle, Porzingis is just a part of the offense, which made no sense to me because Porzingis is 7-3 with a strap and a handle. So why is this dude just standing in the post or standing on the three? Like, what is the point of that? Like, come on. This guy can strap it. This guy can put it on the floor and take it to the rack. Respect this guy's game because the Dallas Mavericks are playing great basketball thanks to Kristaps Porzingis because Luka has been out. Kristaps is having 20 points, 8 rebounds, and 2 assists. He's also pl- he's also finally playing good basketball on defense. I'm just happy to see bro playing well because Rick Carlisle completely disrespected Porzingis. He's having He's averaging on defense 0.8 steals and 1.6 blocks. So pretty much a steal and 1.6 blocks per game. Porzingis is hooping, and he is one of the main reasons why the Dallas Mavericks are sitting where they are at the seventh spot at 16 and 17. All right, y'all. That is it for today. I hope y'all enjoy my podcast. If you do, please go check out my other podcast. Like I've said previously, have a great day. Deuces.